I think what's so hard for me this particular episode is to try to find a structure that I can follow each and every episode where you know, like, oh my gosh, that's it's okay to be authentic you. And that's why I have the music at the very beginning. Um, I actually had this thought, <laughs> which brings me into today's topic, conversations that never leave the daylight of my room. Well, if you're like me, you have thoughts all the time especially in your room. You ever been in a situation where you get to arguing with someone, a stranger at that, and they say something and you say something, but it's like after the fact, and you're like, man, I should have said that. Ooh, that would have made her feel like, ooh, that would have just set her down, you know? That's (laughs) what I mean. I mean those conversations where you're like, with God that no one knows about. Just you and him in your room, your stuffed animals, your action figures, your socks, your clothes, your walls. <laughs> those, those things. Today, I went to Nico Stop in Little Tokyo. And... I want to build this moment up. Before I tell you what I got at Nico Stop, I want to build this moment up to understand why I was even in the shop in the first place. So this morning, I woke up at the brink of dawn, got dressed, got on the train here to downtown LA, got me a metro bike, and started Uber eating. Wow. I did like two orders, great numbers, by the way, meaning mileage and um, pay. Um, There were some tips involved, which was like something I was very grateful for. And I always realized something like when I'm not doing it for money, it comes to me. But when I'm doing it for money, like it does not come to me. Like I promise it takes forever for me to get one order. And when I get that one order, it's like so low that I don't even want to do it or it's too far that I don't even want to commit to it. And today, because yesterday I had such a great day, like, oh oh my gosh, I had like the last few, this week particularly, God has made it to where I have had money every single day. And there was not a time where I wanted something and I could not get it. It was either I wanted to wait to get it because I knew that it would be a better day on the following day instead of me saying, like, I can't get it because I don't have the money or I won't have the money. Like, God has truly been blessing me financially, especially here in Los Angeles. I had an interview um, yesterday, um, and he asked me, he was like, what brings you here to L.A.? And I was like... It was really um, a change of scenery type of thing. I was really depressed in my room at home, and, like, I I just felt like it wasn't enough for me. And so he was like, so how are you, like, affording to, like, live here? I actually found that question to be a bit personal. So I was just like, oh, I Uber Eats, and... 
um, you know, I do a few things too, like gigs here and gigs there to like make the money that I need. And he was like, all right, well, if that's as far as you want to go, I, it's okay. And I was just like, oh my gosh, after it, after the interview was over, hint topic, conversations that never leave the daylight of my room. And my room is also my mind, you know, it's like, because like I have so much stuff, like so many decorations and collections and ideas in my head that haven't left my mind. They haven't manifested. They haven't manifested into like actuality, into reality. And like that, like that comment, I don't know. It was just like piercing me. It, it was like, wow, like, like, did I do something wrong because I wanted to be a bit more professional instead of allowing, like, the wrong thing to slip out, you know? I think it's when you're in those job interviews that companies find, like, when you're a bit too personal. It can, and it can be, like, one moment that you're just too personal and then, like, they're like, sorry, like, we decided to move on with someone else who has better suited um, skills for this position or who was more qualified. And it really was just based off of because you were too personal or they didn't like you enough or something like that, you know? And um, by the way, I am a bit stopped up. Um, that's why I sound a little stopped up. Like, <laughs> you might hear me sniffling just a little. I'll try my best to, like, keep that. <laughs> uh, this is what being your authentic self is like I, I can't help it like I'm just gonna sniffle you know like I know I'm recording a podcast right now but I don't want to have to press pause every time I sniff or you know like I know it's the best way like professionally but honestly I've been watching so many videos on TikTok where like People are really just bringing things to my mind that I haven't been realizing. And this is really why it's so important for you to have a relationship with God because, like, I've been here holding God's hand. And by the way, I'm celibate. Like, I don't have sex. I don't do things with men or women or anything. Like, I'm celibate, you know. Also, I am straight, heterosexual. I'm not anything else other than that and I just wanted to say like being with God like that's that's something you have to do you have to be celibate if you're not married because shacking up and pretending that you are it hurts the relationship with you and God because you're like hiding something from him right and it's like it's like this like imagine you and God literally walking down the street and you're holding hands, right? But you also have one hand slash arm behind your back. And he has both of his hands freely. Like, every time he walks, you see his hand. You see it. You see the one that's holding your hand. You see the other one on the other side of his body. But every time he looks your way, he doesn't see your other hand. At some point, it's like, what are you hiding? Like, what are you keeping from me? You know, like, what are you, like, not showing me? I 
I'm here with you. I care about you. I'm open with you. You know, I'm not going to judge you for those things because, like I said, that's why I sent my son, my only son, for you for you and your sins, for him to die for your sins. So there's nothing, and I absolutely mean nothing, under the sun or the moon or the sky or the firmament that he has not seen, that he has not heard, that he has not, you know, been told. And it's like when you're in this relationship with someone you're not married to and, like, you're having sex with them and you're doing those things, you know, so openly and so arrogantly, it's like, wow, like, I don't even want to hold your hand. I know that you need me, but it's like you're you're holding on to this other thing that's, like, keeping you away from me. Like, you're not being your authentic self, and that's why... In order for it to be your authentic self, you have to be a celibate person if you're not married. You just have to. And it's not hard. Once you make that commitment, once you decide that, all right, there is no person in this world who amounts to the relationship that I have with God that I have with Jesus Christ, it will change your life. And so it brings me back to the point at Nico's stop in downtown Little Tokyo. So I was walking. I had my book bag, my delivery bag, my, my sack, that insulated bag, basically. And I was coming, like I rode my bike, the Metro bike, all the way to Little Tokyo from the 7th Street slash Metro Center. And it was like in that that ride down to Little Tokyo that made me feel so free and that made me feel like, oh, my gosh, like, I don't think I could have a full-time job. Like, I don't think I can commit to having a full-time job every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Friday. From these hours to these hours where I feel like I'm having to be this way in order to get what God has for me. What God has for me, nobody can take it away. And so if I feel this need in my stomach that I have to work, then it's not of God. And that ride, that bike ride there, it opened me up because I, for so long, for the last two months, I have been trying to get a job, a full-time job, and each and every job opportunity, unfortunately, we decided to move on with the next candidate. We found another candidate that had more quality suited or more best for the position. We appreciate your, your position. We'll keep your resume on file if something else comes available. Blah, blah. Blah, And I was just, like, becoming sad. Like, I even had this one opportunity, but, like, they basically decided that I wasn't catching on quick enough. And mind you, the work that they were doing, it was like... So this is, this is what gets to me. I know, I know that there is a specific way people do things, right? 
specifically like podcasting. Some people like, I'm going to mix the compression. I'm going to mix the low, the mid, which are the EQs. I'm going to mix the squeeze. I'm going to do the sins. I'm going to do the recording settings. And it's so much when all you got to do is listen, right? Like if I'm listening to the audio at this point, right? If I was to stop this podcast and I was to play it back, I'm not listening only to fix it, but I'm listening to see how can I preview this as my listener? Because I'm also a listener. Like listening to the first episode, I was just so proud of myself. I literally have, I had another podcast and it's called The Sugar Free Gospel. It's on Apple Podcasts. It's still there. But the the hosting that I was using, like you could only use it for so long and then it started to delete the episodes and I didn't want to have to have a subscription to do that. So it's probably not still there, but the page is still there. And I decided, like, when I came here to the Octavia Lab in the Central Library, I was like, huh, like, I feel like I'm going to um, continue the sugar-free gospel. But then it was Jesus himself that, like, pushed me and poked me. And it's like, "Mm, I don't think you should do that. I think there's something best for you, you know, because it's like, Having to stick to a fine blueprint, it takes the authenticity out of you and it starts to make you into something else. Like I was business casual and I was professional, but they found that I wasn't good enough for their team. Um, They say it was because I wasn't catching on, but the work that they were doing was so easy. It was crazy. Like... Of course, it's going to take time. Like, no one's going to catch something in in a week, especially if you said it was four weeks that it took to learn the whole system. So it was only God telling me that this wasn't the job for me. And plus, it was two hours away on the bus, and I was, like, overexerting myself, and I was just tired. Like, after the third day, I was like, God, I'm tired. I said, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> and, and then it happened. So when I was riding the bike down the tunnel, and this really big tunnel, I was just screaming. And I was just like howling like a little puppy. And it was like the freedom of me just being here without my parents, without my sibling. It was just like when when my father, my papa, when he told me to go have fun, he really meant go have fun. And so here I am in L.A., and I've been here for six months. And at first, I thought that I was moving the same life, the same baggage over here to L.A., and it was going to get better. But he was like, no, like, leave that there, leave that in Tennessee, right? And so I was here, like, it was maybe around, like, I would say throughout the entire six months, it's been fun each and every single day. 
But there's also been moments of depression and sadness because, like, I felt like things weren't working up because I was still holding on to the past. I was still holding on to something that wasn't meant for me and that wasn't truly my authenticity. And so today I was just like, I finally made it to the Metro Bike Share Hub dock. And I I was so energized. It took me 20 minutes to get there. And the map was like, it's going to take you 10 minutes. And so... I got there. I was walking around. Of course, it was... Of course, it was like... 9 o'clock in the morning. You guys are really not feeling well, but I'm going to keep this going because I have, I'm so passionate about this podcast. It's just like me talking a lot. I'm going to take some music next when I get home. And it's going to be good. <laughs> but sorry to, like, gross you out and TMI. But I was walking through little the J- Japanese plaza. And plaza. And most of the stores was closed because it was, like, 9 o'clock in the morning. And they didn't open till like, 10 or, like, 10.30 or 11 or 11.30. And I was there early. And so I was, like, walking around. I went and got me something to drink from the, the Moroccan over there by Rice and Dory. Like, you guys, this is my area. Like, I'm talking about it just, like, easily because, like, I really want to meet people around there. Like, I love it. I love it. I love the area. It's like my home. And I'm just waiting for the day when I get my place there, you know, like my own little studio apartment in the area, like five minutes or 10 minutes or 20 minutes away, you know. So like I'm manifesting it by like going there like almost every single day or at least four times a week. <laughs> and I can't forget rice and dory. Like I love their onigiri, especially with the soy sauce. It's like my mouth is watering up so much and so what happened I was just like you know after I went and got me something to drink I was like okay I guess I should start doing deliveries again but I did not feel like it it was just like this is why I know my papa loves me so much because he will make me tired he will make me exhausted to where, like, all I want to do is sit down in that moment. And so I'm resting. I'm sitting down in that moment, killing time, just thinking about what to do, but also, like, talking to him at the same time. Um, hence, you know, thoughts that don't leave the daylight of my bedroom, <laughs> which is also my mind. And so, like, basically, like, what ended up happening, like, I was, he was like, go here and like play the lottery and so you guys I went there I went to the store but the store was closed and so I literally was like all right I'm gonna go back I'm gonna go to the library and just wait till like one o'clock comes because that's what I've been doing like here in LA like I'll go to one place and it's like nine o'clock and 
after I've gotten the thing that I'm looking for and I enjoyed it, I'm like, all right, I got to rush and get back to um, to the library because I got to be there at 1 o'clock. Mind you, it takes only 10 minutes to get to the library. But there's, like, my mind, like, I got to get back because I have a curfew. I have a curfew, and so, like, it's depressing. Like, it's something that... I'm very thankful for, like, it's really just instilling discipline in me and and also, like, showing me that it's not hardship. It's, it's a blessing, and it's not a curse. It's like, you're here in L.A., right? Regardless of the environment that you live in, as long as you have a bed, and you're warm, and you can have storage to, like, keep your things and also be yourself, like, that's fine, you know? Like, life has made it so impossible to just enjoy simplicity. And, like, if you enjoy simplicity, someone's going to call you a simpleton or make you feel low. But at the end of the day, like, I just want a small cottage with a fireplace, and able to, like, make some hot tea or some caffeinated drinks or, you know, some ramen or, you know, or, like, talk about the collection, you know, like, the collection that I have on TikTok, you know? And so that, when I'm there in Little Tokyo, I feel that vibe. And so I was about to go back to the library, and what ended up happening was he was like, "Uh uh-uh, Go get that stuff that you said you wanted yesterday. And the reason I didn't get it yesterday was because I knew that I was going to get some money today. And I was like, I'll just come back. Because, like, I told the lady um, at the other shop that I'm going to bring up soon. I don't know the name of the shop. Sorry. Yeah, like, I don't. But I'm going to tell you what I got from the shop. And so I told her, I was like, I'm going to be back tomorrow. And so I came back, you know. And, but it was like before I went back. It was like, I had told myself, your word means everything. You know, I think about Jesus, how he says your yay and your nay. It means something. So be careful. Like, if you don't mean it, don't say it. And if you mean it, really mean it. And so I told her I was going to come back. And, like, that was just pressing in my heart. I was like, oh, I got to go back, but I'm tired. I was like, I just, and I thought about, well, I did say tomorrow. And then my mind was like, well, tomorrow can be any day at the end of the day like tomorrow could be you know trying to be clever trying to be like super um wise and a know-it-all uh, and then he was like uh-uh go over there and get your stuff and so what I did I walked over there <laughs> like you know how like kids throw tantrum in their walks but like like uh do it and they're like walking like weird I was doing it and I was just like like, I don't want to go and so here I am I go get me some Geta sandals yes like the sandals that Samurai Jack wears yes like I was able to get some of those and some socks and I think someone calls it like Koji 
sandals or something. But like on TikTok, they, they're called Geta sandals or something. Jetta sandals. I don't know. Tomato, tomato. It is what it is. Like, <laughs> But yes, like they have like wooden blocks underneath them that you walk on. Like that's the heel, the surface that you walk on. And oh my gosh, like at first... I was, like, nervous, and so he was, like, sit down and put these on, (laughs) treating me like his child, you guys, and I'm telling you, this cannot happen if I was to be having sex. If I was not celibate, it couldn't happen. He wouldn't be talking to me that way because I'd be a grown woman, you know? I'd be in a grown woman position, which means, like, you can't tell me this, you can't tell me not to do anything, you know? And that's not that's not how my papa likes it. You are his child, regardless if you are 80 years old. Because at the end of the day, like, being a child never stops. And, like, society has made it to where it does. Like, I'm 25. I'm still, a, like, a teenager. Like, believe it or not, I am not an old person. I'm not a toddler. I'm not a teenager, but I'm an adult teenager, which means, like, I'm still a teenager, you know? Like, I just started this, and, like, I still don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, like, that's that's real life. <laughs> and so after I got those sandals and I put them on, I walked into the Nico stop. And I got me a blind bag with scenario items in it. Hello Kitty, cinnamon roll, you know, a scenario. And oh my gosh, it was it was such a great gift. It because like a few days early, he was like, Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Grace. Happy birthday to you. And my birthday is in April. And, like, I was just like, oh, like, something's good is about to happen. But, like, I didn't know what was about to happen. I was just like, oh, thank you. And so I get the blind box, the blind bag, and it has seven to eight items in there. Mine has seven. And I open it. Like, I get to the library, and I'm, like, sitting there on the beach, on the, on the bench, excuse me, not the beach, but I'm sitting there on the bench, and there's this old white guy, white man, in front of me. And he has his glasses on, and he has his iPad. And, he, of course, he looked at my sandals, and, and I continued to do what he was doing. And he saw this, this young black woman sitting down with this pink bag and opening the bag. And literally her eyes are like the most kiddiest eyes you could see, like filled with hearts. And like I'm opening the blind bag and oh my gosh, each item that I pull out was like a healing in me that I never got to experience when I was 10 or 13 or 16 or, you know, even 20. And like here I am. 25 in Los Angeles, the place I had always been wanting to be. I'm finally here and I'm able to get Hello Kitty items, cinnamon roll items. 
um, my melody items, right? And that's, I remember like going into the store wishing that my mom could buy stuff like that for me. But like, you know, it was no. And like the reason I'm getting so emotional is because like the thoughts that never leave the daylight of my room are with God. It's with God. It's with my papa. It's with Jesus. It's with someone who cares about me in a way that no one ever could. Not my mom, not my dad, not my sister. Those people could never care for me the way that that Jesus could. And I know it may sound like weird that I say those people, but I'm just like saying like there is no one who compares to God. And those are the thoughts, those are the conversations that never leave the daylight of my room and they never will. But I'm here to tell you, if you have those conversations, if you have those thoughts, what is your life like? What is, what is your life telling you? Mine is telling me, I love you, Grace. You are a reward. You are a blessing to me. And I'm going to make sure you have everything you want and need. Because I've been obedient. Because I am celibate. Because I act as though I am actually a child versus other people who are the complete opposite. Like, you can't tell me anything. Like, I love God, but at the end of the day, like, I'm going to do what I want to do. You know, like, you're like a, you're like his child that, that won't act right. Like, you moved out. I moved out too, but I, I came back because I realized it wasn't for me. And so here I am back at home with my papa, who is God, who is Yahweh. Even though we don't have this physical house, like this house is earth and, and heaven collided. That's what it's always was supposed to be. And here I am in the library playing with my toys. Yes, I'm playing with my toys, my items, because I miss playing with toys. Toys, playing with toys is so therapeutic. I don't care who you are, and I feel like like I need to hear this more than anything. I don't care what age you are. I don't care what your status is. I don't care who you are. Right? But the reason I'm saying I don't care who you are is because that stuff does not matter. I care about your general well-being, your health, your happiness, your joy. And that's what God cares about, too. We are living in an economy right now that inflation is so high. And it's not just here in L.A. It's everywhere, all across the United States. It's illegal now to be homeless. Well, they actually implement it. I'm not sure if they'll implement it here in L.A. I mean, it's just too many homeless people. But across the other states, 
there's not as many homeless people as there is here. So, yes, they will make an example out of people in those areas because it's not as overly populated as it is here in, in Los Angeles. And I feel that, that the Lord has put me here for a reason. My best friend, Jesus, Yeshua. Like, I feel that he put me here for a reason, not for an assignment, not just for a task, but to live my adulthood, childhood life. Because you never stop being a child. You will never stop being a child. You know, no matter how old you go or how far you go, you will always be a child to your parents. Even if they pass away, you're still their child. I mean, has that computed to anyone yet? Which means have fun. Enjoy your life. Make memories. And don't be so hung up on what you don't have and what you wish you could have. There is a verse in the Bible, and I'm not specifically sure on the numbers, but it reads, for those who fear God, they don't have a want. And so, I know we say God, but God really is our father. I mean, he could have been our cousin, our auntie, our uncle, our babysitter, but he is our father. Father, which means he knows how to treat you. He knows how to make sure you have something. Like today, he said, before we go home, we're going to get some sausage and cheese pizza. And I have been, I'm like so happy. <laughs> I'm going to go in. Like I keep saying yukata. It's just like I want to say a yukata, like yukata sandals. Like I know it's not right. But like I'm going to call these my yukata sandals. And I'm going to wear these like almost twice or three times a week and just enjoy. I love wearing heels now. Like I finally reached that adulthood, the adulthood like child era era where like I can feel great dressed up. And so those are the thoughts and conversations that never leave the daylight of my room. Thank you so much for listening to it's okay to be authentic you. I do want to apologize in advance <laughs> because I'm not going to tell you the next episode. I want you to be surprised. So we had Welcome Home. We missed you. And this one is hmm, Enjoy Your Life. That's what it's going to be named as. Um, also, we do have a Patreon if you would like to make a donation. Anything counts. I will link it down in the description. Um, it's truly just the same thing as the name. It's okay to be authentic you. Um, I do want to implement that. I want to give back to the community here. I want to be able to walk up to someone who needs something and just help them get it, you know, not like trying to get them a, a room or giving them money or, you know, giving them 
things that most companies have decided to do. I want to give them a fun day, you know? Like, I want to find someone and take them to Disneyland like the TikTokers do. So every penny helps. Um, Yes, every penny helps. So um, also you um, you can follow us on Instagram. It's okay to be authentic you. Uh, the fundraiser or just giving back the poster is there if you would like um, to see it. But like I said, I will link it in the comments, not in the comments, but in the description. And um, yeah, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening in today. I'll see you next Monday at 4 p.m. PST time. Um, You have a great day.